Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend, Chris Rock's Netflix special dropped and holy I have a ton to say about it. Plus, the blippy scandal that will leave you and your toddlers shook. And then... Put on your baby tea's acne cream and prescription deodorant. I'm phoning the founding member of InSync, Chris Kirkpatrick. That's usually where I'm looped into when they talk about the band. Is Justin Timberlake there? No. <laughs> then any of the others. My entire life has led up to this moment. Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Girl, let's phone a friend. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jesse Crookshank. Welcome to Phone a Friend. And what a friend I am phoning today. In mere minutes, I will be picking up the telephone to call the founding father of InSync, the patron saint of accessories, the face behind the braids and the braces, Chris Kirkpatrick. And when I say peak guest, I mean, this is it for me. This is essentially why I created this show, why I have a boy band theme song and boy band interludes, because it's my show. It's your show, girl. And I think part of me was like, if you build it, they will come. And he has come over to my house. That was a boy band reference. That was a deep cut. If you got it, 
You're going to love this episode. That's coming up. But first, speaking of pop icons with braided ponytails, I dressed my one-year-old daughter, Romy, up as Rihanna at the Super Bowl this week. So her little school had a fundraising carnival and the kids were supposed to come in costumes. But because, as we have established on this show, I'm dumb and busy and I didn't check my mom WhatsApp chat, I didn't get the memo about the costume part until the day before. So most kids are there in their little, like, plush lion costumes, their little cats, their adorable little bunnies. I put Romy in red head to toe with a vinyl metallic bustier, a high pony, and a microphone. And off we went. So I posted pictures of this on Instagram. Some people, including my producer, Jason, hi, Jace. Oh, my God. Asked me if I stuffed her belly. Did you not ask me this question, Jason? I did, but you I did. thought it's you something did. that I feel like you would have went yeah. all the way. And no, like, no, Jason, what you did was body shame my one-year-old. Um, oh my god, she has the physique of a woman in her second trimester, Jason. That is her body, and so I tailored the costume around her. I worked with her body type. I am the Christian Siriano of children's costumes. I personally think it's hilarious. Romy loves it. She's running around with the microphone going like, Anna, Anna, Umbrella. We get there. No one knows who she is. I mean, no one. Now, Romy's going to be at this school for a while, so I am actively trying to make mom friends, which is very hard. As you know, very hard to make like-minded mom friends. I literally have one friend at this school, and Romy has been there for six months. I am in the market for friends. But what I quickly discovered was that the Rihanna costume was the perfect gauge because so many of the moms were like, um, what is she? Is she a stoplight? No, bitch. If you don't see this bustier, this belly, and this microphone and instantly get the reference, we are never going to be friends. One mom, I'm just going to say this here because they're not listening. One mom who I really liked, okay? I thought there was potential for us. I was like trying to build up the bravery to ask her out for coffee. So I see her and she says, oh, what is she? I tell her, and this mom says, um, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Okay, but you didn't even see the cultural moment that 120 million people watch? Like, that didn't even cross your radar? Coffee next week is off. It was never on, but now it's definitely off. So if you ever want to weed out the basic mom friends from the quality ones, dress your baby up as Rihanna. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Now let's get to some stories that are not about me having no friends. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. This past Saturday night, I went out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> oh, okay. Sit down, everybody. Thank you. My friend... I have one, not a mom friend, a friend friend. She was also my tour promoter with Live Nation. Her name is Monique. She took me to the comedy store here in L.A. for the exclusive screening and uh, pre- and post-show taping of Chris Rock's new stand-up special on Netflix. 
So I'm in this little room with like Dana Carvey and David Spade and Leslie Jones and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Arsenio Hall is there. These are legends. I'm like doing the Arsenio Hall whoop on the inside. I'm so excited. Um, I'm there to screen the first ever global live comedy event. This has never been done before. And it's Chris Rock's first time talking publicly about the slap. So it's been over a year since Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars, and he's finally going to talk about it in this special. I feel like, is there a massive live television event around a new Chris Rock special if he didn't get slapped? Probably not. So everyone is waiting to see what he's finally going to say about it. And because I know that you, my listeners, my phone of friends, you're tired and busy, right? You're tired moms, you're busy gays, you're out-of-touch straight men listening over the shoulder of the tired moms. So I thought, if you don't have time to watch the full special, I'll play the hits. I'll break down the moments everybody is talking about for you. So first, he does something that most public figures who aren't angry members of the British press are too scared to do. He talks shit about Meghan Markle. Listen. Well, everybody trying to be a victim. Like, well, what's this girl, uh, Meghan Markle? Oh, seemed like a nice lady. Just complaining, acting all dumb like she don't know nothing. Going on Oprah, I didn't know. I had no idea how racist they were. It's the royal family. You didn't Google these motherfuckers? <laughs> What the fuck is she talking about? She didn't know. The fuck? It's the royal family. They're the original racists. (sighs) I have not talked about Meghan and Harry on this show yet. And I really think, in part, I wanted to start a podcast so that I would have a safe space to talk about them. And I mean, here's what I'll say today. Of course, I believe she's experienced some pretty flagrant racism. That should not be diminished. She should absolutely speak up about it and expose this historically racist institution for continuing the abhorrent racist behavior towards her. But I have also always questioned the like, I didn't know plot line. The I didn't know who he was. Like that plot line doesn't work for me. There's just no way you didn't know who he was or what his family's history was as colonialists. And there's no way you didn't do extensive research before dating him. Okay, I just did extensive research about my new hot neighbor who moved in six days ago. I have no prospects of dating him, but he is a personal trainer slash actor who did appear in several episodes of CSI Cyber. There is no shame in doing a little research. We all do it. But she won't admit it. So Chris Rock goes hard at Meghan Markle in this special. And you know she's seen it. Because if we've learned anything from the Netflix documentary, they consume everything about them. Which is so crazy to me. Like, you are the two most famous people in the world. You have royal titles. Why do you care what basic-ass people are saying about you in the Daily Mail? They're obsessed with the stories that are written about them. She has Excel spreadsheets documenting their press coverage. She's probably listening to this right now. Hey, Megan, come on the show anytime. (laughs) We have digressed. Let's get back to the Chris Rock special. He also takes on family stuff. This is one thing he said about kids that really hit for me. They always say, no child. No child is born racist. No child is born hating. 
You have to teach a child to hate. All children are good. All children are born pure. You know, only people without kids say dumb shit like that. <laughs> kids are the meanest motherfuckers on the face of the earth. They're the most racist, sexist, homophobic, fatophobic, will say anything to your face, motherfuckers, on earth, okay? I just, I mean, where's my air horn sound effect? Thank you. Uh, every day, I wonder what I did, where I went wrong, why, when I say I love you to my child, he responds with, go away, you're stupid. So I'm just glad I'm not alone. I felt seen in that moment. Now, the whole special is building up to finally talking about the Will Smith slap. Chris Rock teases it like two or three times throughout the hour. I'm thinking, how is this ever going to pay off? There is so much buildup to his response to the slap. Will it be satisfying? It was satisfying. He goes off. So he starts by essentially saying, The reason for Will Smith's outrage, the selective outrage, as Chris Rock calls it, stems from Jada having that affair with that young guy and then dragging Will Smith to the red table to talk about it publicly. Do you remember that? Chris Rock says he doesn't understand why someone as successful as like A-list celebrity Will Smith would do something that low, would stoop that low as to talk about your wife's affair on the Internet. That's some Vanderpump Rules shit. And then he says this. Everybody in the world called him a bitch. I tried to call the motherfucker and give him my condolences. He ain't pick up for me. Everybody called that man a bitch. Everybody called him a bitch. They called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a bitch. Everybody. Everybody. And who's he hit? Me. know he could beat that is some bitch ass shit it's wild i don't know why i was like i i just expected something sort of thoughtful and funny that had been pondered and explored over the course of a year no this is seven minutes of pure outrage and insults and absolute trashing of will and jada followed by a literal mic drop literally drops his mic and walks off the stage. I am sitting next to Arsenio Hall like, everyone in the room I was in was silent. And I think it was the payoff we were all looking for. And now I can't wait to see what happens at the Oscars and talk all about it with you next week. Who's going to assault Hill? <sighs> What's next? What's next? In political news... I couldn't, even, I couldn't even I couldn't even say it without laughing because I know you turn to me for political news here on Phone a Friend. This week, Jill and Joe Biden sparked outrage when they ordered the exact same dish at dinner. This is true. They go out for dinner at an upscale Italian restaurant in D.C., and they both ordered the rigatoni, which launched a massive debate that really did rock the country. Here's the question. When you go out to eat with a spouse or a partner, 
Can you order the same exact dish or should you order two different things so you can try both? I have thoughts. I am a firm believer that when Evan and I go out once a year, we must order different things, mostly so that he can order the thing I secretly wanted to order and I can eat off his plate. That's a rule of marriage. Plus, you want to try different things, you know, on the menu. By the same token, I am okay with the Bidens doing this because when I'm 80 and I've been married for 46 years like they have, I'm going to order whatever the hell I want. I don't need to try things at 80, okay? I don't need to order the salad at 80. I can order whatever the hell I want, even if it's the same damn thing every time. At 80, you know what you like. And if you like the same exact thing as your partner of 46 years, that's kind of beautiful. That rigatoni is a sign of long-term compatibility. Also of giving no fucks. Both things I am in support of. Really, I aspire to one day be in a marriage where we can look deep into each other's eyes and order the same rigatoni. But for now, I'll always order the side of fruit and Evan will always order the side of fries so I can eat them off his plate. Let's move from an Italian fine dining establishment frequented by the president to a strip club filled with Nepo babies. This is a story that really made me laugh. Ireland Baldwin, daughter of Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin, is expecting her first child with her boyfriend, Rack. I don't know. I don't know. His name is R-A-C, all caps, Rack. He's a musician? Is Am I pronouncing that wrong? Well, there you go. Her boyfriend, Rack. They're having a baby girl. And this week they celebrated with a strip club-themed baby shower. The cake said, baby's first strip club. Ireland is wearing like a black lingerie. There's all these dollar bills like stuffed inside her bra. They called it their, quote, baby blowout, which, I mean, that will mean something different when the baby is born. That will be something that happens in a diaper and not a club. But I'm not mad at this. This is better than a stuffy lunch with your in-laws where everyone has to wear kitten heels and buy expensive swaddles. This one looks fun. I had two baby showers when I was pregnant with my twins. By the time I got pregnant with Romy, no one gave a fuck. But two showers with the twins. I had a beautiful brunch that my aunt threw for me with friends and family. And then I had like a super fun, casual backyard barbecue with all my friends, my husband's friends. We played labor or porn, which is um, where there are photographs of women's faces in an expression of uh, either agony or pleasure. And you have to guess whether it is a a photo of a woman in labor or in a pornography film. And then you reveal and the the reveal is is very X-rated or traumatic. Anyway, real fun. It's really fun. I promise. We also had like a beer chugging contest out of baby bottles. We had an open bar. It was fun. It was just a celebration with the people we love. And that's what you should do before you have that baby. You should have fun. Because after you have that baby, you will find yourself on a podcast talking about dressing your child up at a daycare fundraiser because that's the most fun you're having. So congratulations to Ireland Baldwin and uh, Rack for their little baby stripper. Exotic Dancer, I think, is probably the, is that, I'm sure it's, 
Please don't cancel me. Okay, we're like 90 seconds away from calling Chris Kirkpatrick. And let me tell you, I have my largest set of false eyelashes on. I needed to look cute for him. Okay? But before we get to Chris, I want to do a little roundup of celebrity news that doesn't matter. I mean, truly, you could live the rest of your life without knowing any of these stories, but we're sharing them with you anyway. And here's the twist. I don't know what they are. So my producer, Jason, put together a top secret list of totally random headlines about famous people from this week's news cycle. I have to give my first reaction to it. We're calling it Fame Reaction. Like chain reaction? Okay, you get it. Again, I haven't seen these, so I have no idea what's coming. Jason, are you putting them into the chat? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Matthew Lawrence reveals he's trying to have kids with TLC's Chili? (gasps) Is this true? I did not know. The pair have been dating since the holidays. They fell for each other after ending up on the same flight. Ooh, that's sexy. Things are moving fast, and they're ready to start a family. (gasps) TGI. F family. I don't even think he was on TGIF, but you know, adjacent. Matthew Lawrence deserves all the chilies in the world because he is by far the hottest Lawrence brother. Okay, no one is going to fight me on this. Joey was the hottest in the whoa days, but Matthew has really, he's risen from the ashes and revealed himself to be without a doubt, the hottest Lawrence brother. His hotness has withstood the test of time. And so go and make babies with chili. Oh, I love that. Okay, next. Paris Hilton reveals what she'd name her daughter. Yes, I saw this. Okay, so she says that she had this baby son, Phoenix, and she says that if she has a daughter, she's going to name her daughter after another city. So both her kids are named after cities. She's going to name her London. Paris in London is iconic. She should absolutely go on record and tell people that that she's like claiming the name. Her baby girl is going to be named London. What really disturbed me about this is that she says she wants to name both of her kids after cities. I was like, wait a second. Your baby isn't named Phoenix after like the mythological bird who rose from the ashes. Your baby is named Phoenix after Phoenix, Arizona. The hot, sweaty city where elderly people go to retire. Okay, took some of the magic out. Okay, next, Ben Affleck struggles to escape parking spot. I saw this. First of all, how is this a a headline? Second of all, I watched the whole thing. So there you go. His car is stuck between two cars and someone has filmed the entire thing. He tries to get out and he can't. He like hits one car, then hits the back car, then he gets out and he's so frustrated. He starts smoking a cigarette. The best part is that He's parked outside of a Dunkin' Donuts and he's just standing there sipping on his Dunkin' Donuts. And in that moment, I was like, we are all Ben Affleck. I also thought, how does J-Lo still let him smoke? She's kissing that? Ugh. Next, Harry Styles breaks silence after posting the deleting picture in One Direction t-shirt. Yes, uh, he posted a picture in a... It's embarrassing how many of these stories I know. Jason was trying to surprise me. What do you think I do when I breastfeed my, like, grown-ass daughter? She's self-sufficient. I just read this shit on my phone. Harry Styles wore a One Direction t-shirt in the gym and posted a selfie. And everyone was freaking out because, please, give the people what they want. But then he deleted it. And now we're all wondering why he deleted it. And honestly, I don't have time to think about it beyond just looking at it. But that's the story. 
I'll take all of your fan theories in my voicemail inbox. Next, why Charlie D'Amelio loves bonding with Landon Barker's family. Oh, God, this is like tween news. We need to call my tween correspondent to weigh in here. Charlie D'Amelio is a TikToker. She's dating Travis Barker's son, Landon Barker. Uh, So it says she recently revealed that she loves bonding with his family because, quote, they're so supportive of what I do. (laughs) This family she's talking about is the Kardashians. Honey, they invented what you do. And that's how you play Fame Reaction. I don't know if I could have gone on if I didn't know that Chili and Matthew Lawrence were a couple. And speaking of that specific era and moment in time, the moment has arrived. I have Chris Kirkpatrick's phone number. His publicist may get fired for giving it to me, but I have it. And I don't think I was this nervous to interview the Prime Minister. Truly, life dreams are coming true for me. And I hope for you, too. Right now, it's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I can't believe I'm saying this. I am phoning the founding member of InSync. I had his teen beat spread on my wall, okay? And let me just say... There are no strings attached in this interview. I can ask him anything I want to. It's going to be May, asking things I've been dying to know since I was a tween. This I promise you. If you didn't get any of those references, just, you know, leave now. Go listen to Smartless. <gasps> He's answering. Hello? Hello, Chris Kirkpatrick. I like it when people use my whole name. Because that's how I know you. You're forever and always Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah, it's crazy when my son does it. Chris Kirkpatrick, <laughs> I'm a hungry. You're five-year-old, yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> my kids can't pronounce my last name. They're like Jesse Crooks. They can't do it. Mm. Actually, he did. Uh, my friends back in the day used to always call me CK. Oh. My wife was like, isn't that strange? I'm like, I think it's kind of cool. No, I think that's cute. I like it. Yeah. And I just want to tell you. Whatever feeling you used to make me feel in my loins as a teen, I'm feeling it now, CK. It's all come rushing back. Uh, I have feeling down there for the first time in years. Something's moving. It's still working. It's still working. And I am about to unleash all of the burning questions I have had pent up inside of my body and my loins for 28 years. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, before we begin, I really have to get something uncomfortable out of the way. Uh, That wasn't the uncomfortable part? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's just how I say hello, Chris. Oh, perfect. The uncomfortable part is that I am a Backstreet Boys fan. Um, Oh, that's not uncomfortable. I'm a Backstreet Boys fan through and through. But that doesn't mean I didn't skip school on March 21st, 2000 to take the bus to the HMV downtown to get the No Strings Attached album, okay? I know your favorite food is pizza and your favorite color is silver. I had that Tiger Beat spread <laughs> on my wall. So for the next 30 minutes, I'm all in sync. Does that well, work for you? Well, if it helps at all, I'm, I'm a Backstreet Boys fan too, so... <gasps> Wait, can we get into that right now? Was there ever any beef between you guys? Like back then, was there a healthy amount of competition? Uh, not really. I mean, for us, it was we we were in competition with ourselves. You know, we always looked at just trying to be better, trying to be better than the last show, trying to have a a better record than the last record. You know, every single thing we did was you know just try to be better than we were before. With them, 
I mean, you have to understand that when we started, they were already put together and, you know, through Lou and all this stuff, then they started doing like small high school shows and we were trying to record songs and then they went overseas and we started doing the small shows. So we were always just a little behind them. And that was evident in Lou Perlman's people and, you know, all that stuff. They definitely let us know that the Backstreet Boys were their darlings and <gasps> we were the redheaded stepchild that was trying to take their spotlight. So it had been, it had kind of been shoved in our faces pretty much our whole entire career. So we, you know, it, it never bothered us. It's, wow. we appreciate them, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, can I just say as a redhead, that is a derogatory term to my people. So just cool. Am I canceled? <laughs> For, uh, officially right <laughs> now. Right. This will who, be your who, last public interview. Who, who would have thought it was calling myself a redheaded stepchild yeah. <laughs> would get me canceled? You can't say anything these days. Oh, I Wait, could be way worse. You, I, well, let's <laughs> please. This is the place to be way worse. <laughs> there must have been what? Like, did one Backstreet Boy kind of piss you off? There must have been one that you were like, eh, at the time. Uh, no. Well, there was. I mean, I went to school with Howie. Howie and I knew each other from the get. I mean, oh. I knew Howie before I knew any of the guys in my band. He knew me before I knew the guys in his band. And uh, so we went to school together. And This is hot goss. Did he have like a moist six-pack when you were in school together? Uh, I don't think we called them six-packs, nor did we refer to them as moist. Fair. But um, yeah, he was, you know, he was, <laughs> he was a real quiet kid. I was uh -huh. loud and obnoxious and... You know, I remember when he was talking about this Backstreet Boys thing, I was like, you know, you guys kind of look foolish in what you're wearing in the leather jackets. I'm like, are you guys trying to be hard or something? Like, I don't get it. <gasps> and, uh, but, you know, and he got his band and I got my band and we still remain great friends. And, and to this day, I will tell you, he is one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. Like, <sighs> really and truly of... Every band, just just an honestly, honestly great, great guy. Oh, that's so good to know, Chris, because I was the only person with the Howie pencil case, okay? Everyone was going, Nick, I went Howie every time. Wait, he had a pencil case? They all had a pencil case. Oh, little man. eraser, little pencil. I'm taking my Brian pencil case back then. I didn't yeah. know if he had yeah. one. No, you got to exchange that for a Howie. There are probably many left on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> were you, would you say you were the bad boy, Chris? Like, was there ever a conversation where Lou Perlman said, you're the bad boy, Justin's the heartthrob, Lance is the shy one, Joey's the older brother, JC's the cute one? Uh, but I don't, it, it, it's kind of strange because they did try to put labels on us, but in no way was I anywhere near a bad boy. I mean, <laughs> other than tattoos or you know occasional or a lot of drinking and having fun in clubs and you know that that but i mean we all kind of did that all five of the guys there's things about me and joey that are exactly alike there's things about me and jc jc and joey justin mm. and lance you know we all have similarities with each other and, and it's hard to kind of say oh he's the bad boy or you know he's well i mean i guess i guess i just took my name out of the running of the heartthrob right away just because you know i just i didn't feel like i could i wanted to live up to that and you know it, it was hard being as good looking as i was and right and yeah absolutely passing it's a burden. the torch passing a burden, the torch yeah. of the heartthrob mm -hmm. but i figured mm -hmm. you know what what the heck i can do it
Oh, yeah. You did charity work there by giving that to, That's to Justin. That's what I figured. Yeah. What Before I figured. we dive all the way into the drinking and the partying and everything, Lou Perlman, like, oh, my God, I have questions. I want to prove my worth to you, Chris, because I know people say to you all the time, like, oh, I, I love boy bands. But no, I love boy bands. <laughs> I am the big, I am so confident in my knowledge of the genre that I want to challenge you okay. to a rousing game of name that boy band tune. Ooh, okay. Here's how okay. it works. So my producer Jason has selected a variety of boy band songs. I am hearing these for the first time, just like you, I promise. He's going to play the beginning of the song. If you know what it is, shout out the song title and band name. The person who guesses the most songs the fastest wins the game. Are you oh, ready? I'm, I'm going to lose. Wait, I'm what? Def- I'm probably not going to name some of our songs, which is the scary part. Yeah, that would be bad. Well, then I'm feeling really confident. And can I just say, Chris Kirkpatrick, you can get your ass kicked. Yeah, let's go. Baby. Oh, uh, this is Backstreet Boys. Uh... I'll never break your heart. Back to your ways, I'll never break your heart. Woo! Correct. Oh, Chris, you got to get in there. Okay, thank you. I don't want to make a mistake, though. I don't want to say, oh, yeah, it was us. And it's Backstreet. Mm, Yeah, okay, you got to be extra careful. All right, keep going, Jace. Here we go. Oh, that's us. What's the song title? It makes me ill. Oh, yes. Yes, Chris. See? You got it. All right, okay. I'll, get, I'll get ours. That's good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Here we go. Next song. 90 degrees esta noche. Una noche. Seriously? Oh, my God. Chris, I had, I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. You even knew the Spanish language. That's all right, true. next. Oh, uh, nothing at all. Uh, any, nothing at all. Uh, O-Town. Oh, O-Town. Oh, oh, nothing at all. All or nothing. Did we tie on that one? Yes. Nothing at all. That was a collab between us, Chris. That, Good that job. That was a collab. I'll take yeah. it. I'm on tour with them, so I should I get that one. I know you are. I better get that one right. Yeah, you better. Okay, next. That's us. That's um. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. I remember the name of the song. <laughs> Stop it. No. Yeah. Do you seriously not I, remember I know the that's name? Us. I know that's us. Is that's it? All. Is it? But you really don't remember the name of the song? That's um. See now I keep getting. It makes me ill in there. That was um. <laughs> I yep, I don't know. I give up. <gasps> Jason, what is it? Oh, see right through you. Yeah, that was a huge hit that we did that we played millions and millions of times. <laughs> so that doesn't count. Okay, that doesn't count. We'll cut that out. We're not, but we'll, uh, we'll cook it. Okay, keep it going, Jason. I'm feeling confident. Ooh. Ooh. My God, I don't know. No, I don't even know this voice. Do you? Is that um, LFO? Maybe. Uh, wish for you on a falling star. Anyway, where you are. Do I ever cross my mind and warm sunshine? 
She's like uh, the girl on TV or the girl. <gasps> on... Yes! Oh my God, Chris. They're yeah. on your tour too, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I feel like you're beating me. Okay. What better? Next one, Jason. It's the way you. I gotta Backstreet. be you, Backstreet Boys. It's gotta be you. It's gotta be you. Uh, 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 all the way. Okay. Woo! I know. I know it was Backstreet. That's all I could tell you. Yeah, that was pretty good. So it's five to three. Chris, you're winning. I have a chance to come back, though. Here we go. What? Oh. No idea. Any idea? No, it's probably somebody with, is it like 3T or somebody like that. I don't know. Yeah, Jace, I don't know. Go, Go out. out. Oh, five. Oh, five. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I couldn't even identify them after hearing the song, and you did. Abs, so I'll give you that. Abs. I remember there was a kid named Abs in oh, the his, band. His actual name is Abs? Yeah, I'm sure his mom gave him the name of Abs when he was born. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Well, my, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of naming my child Bicep, but yeah. hmm, I, went, I didn't go that way. It's, okay, it's one weird more, Jace. They named, they named Joey and I Ab, which I haven't figured <laughs> out yet why that, what that means. <laughs> That's your nickname. <laughs> uh, all right, this is the final song. Hit okay. us, Jason. Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, if you want my uh, soul decision, soul decision. Uh, ooh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, 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 uh. Do you know soul decision, Chris? Yeah, I'm, I know soul decision. They're Canadian. What that uh, was was a Canadian heritage moment, yeah, and you, you were throw a part the of it. in there while we were at it <gasps> then too. Oh wow! Did you just name check the Moffats? That's right. I love the Moffats. And who Hansen? doesn't? And Hanson. I mean, we could play this game all day, Chris. Yeah. Congratulations, Chris Kirkpatrick, winner of huh. Name That Boy Band <laughs> Two. I, I don't know if I get the win though, seeing as how I didn't know the name of our own song. That's kind of. Yeah, that I think, was... I think that cancels it out and maybe it's it a does. tie. Yeah, no, that's just... Well, I hope that you can uh, find some joy through the shame to yeah. enjoy this moment. And For I can sure. just say to you, Chris Kirkpatrick, I got my ass kicked. It's a backhanded win. Uh-huh. Um, can I just ask you about that? Because this is just a side note. But being name-checked in one of Eminem's biggest singles has to be one of your greatest life accomplishments. Chris Kirkpatrick, you can get your ass kicked. That, I mean, now it definitely is. At the time, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, do I have beef now? Like, how does this work? I didn't, you know, how does beef work? Like, what do I have to come <laughs> out with a, a power ballad with Eminem's name in the song? Or, right. You know, no, that was kind of, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he did it maybe out of anger or whatever. But in the end, it's it's absolutely one of the most amazing things it's like up there with being on The Simpsons and all that stuff. It's like, I'm in an Eminem song. And of course, when people think they're funny and want to play it, it doesn't bother me. Oh, no. I mean, it's like better than a Nobel Prize. Yeah. While we are on the subject of bangers, we now know what's your least favorite NSYNC song. It's the one you couldn't identify in the game. For but sure. what is your favorite NSYNC song? Um... I mean, I like, I really liked Pop a lot. I liked It's Gonna Be Me. Mm. I liked Girlfriend. Mm. I liked Terror. I think 
I Want You Back was the very first song we ever did over in uh, Sweden, and that was with Dennis Pop. So, I mean, a lot of the songs have different meanings, you know, for, for each one of us, and, and especially for me, but as as just listening straight up to a song and saying, you know, I really like this one, definitely the, the up-tempo ones were fun. Mm. Mm. Before we go back to that time, I just want to, for anyone listening, thinking like, oh my God, Chris Kirkpatrick, like what's he been up to? I want to just fill them in a lot. Like in the last 20 years, you have started a charitable foundation, written and produced music, managed artists, started a clothing line, started a Christmas special. You've done voice acting, movie acting. You were on Celebrity Big Brother, The Masked Singer, MTV Cribs. You performed at Coachella. You're sitting in front of two moon men statues. You're touring. You're a husband. You're a dad. You're my phone a friend. Like, you haven't stopped, Chris. Uh, you know what? I think of all those, though, my favorite is is the family part and being mm. a dad and and getting to have getting to do that type of thing, getting to wake up in the morning and go, oh, well, I'm flying out to be on Big Brother for a couple of weeks or Mass Singer or, you know, do this tour where I get to go for a weekend and then come home and spend the week with my family and having my little five-year-old not quite understand it, but do things. Uh, this weekend, we did a show in Orlando, Joey and I did, uh-huh. And at the very end, he came up and jumped up in my arms for bye bye bye, and <gasps> you know, just to have him like get to be around it and and kind of see. I don't I don't know if he really understands because yeah. yeah, I think he thinks most dads get to do fun things like that, and and I'm sure in in a different ways it is, but you know it, it's it's odd for him if people come up or stop me or want a picture and. He actually said to me the other day when somebody was taking a picture, he was like, um, hey, Dad, I'm I'm jealous. <gasps> and I was like, really? Why? And he goes, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, I mean, it okay. looks kind of like that's what it is. But Wow. Because yeah, uh, he's going to grow up one day and realize that, no, most dads are accountants. Like, your <laughs> dad <laughs> is <laughs> a global pop superstar. You never sit him down and make him, like, force him to watch YouTube videos of yourself? No. No, mm. definitely not. You know, it, it's, I, I did, I, we did have a time, uh, I think it was last year, uh, when he really started to get into some of the songs. He was like, Dad, I love all the songs you guys did. And I started playing more of the songs that I know he hadn't heard. And he's like, oh, I really like this one. I really like this one. And then I started um, driving myself crazy and, and I sing the beginning of that one. And he goes, no, no, not this one, not this one. And I'm like, what? He goes, no, not the one with the girl singing on it. <laughs> no. And I was do, like, okay. Wow. That's me. Do you know I fine. listened to Drive Myself Crazy today in anticipation of this conversation? And <laughs> I instantly was like, ooh, that's Chris on the lead vocal. <laughs> yeah, my little one thing I get to do. Oh, life. please. <laughs> you were the founding member of the damn group. <laughs> so when InSync went their separate ways after all this, you know, years of intense touring and thrusting, did any part of you think, okay, you know, I did that and now I'm just going to go sit on a pile of money and live a normal life? No, I think if anything, it was kind of um, like confusing. Mm. It was really difficult to go from being a poor kid in a trailer park Mm. to starting a band to getting to be in this huge band and then the band just stopping and not understanding like a next step or where to go or you know what what my next move should be because you know I don't I don't know how to act I don't know what to do so that's kind of where a lot of that 
uh, partying and, and things got that I got into happened and they weren't, it wasn't a great thing, but it was, it was a process of me learning and, and growing up and, and figuring out life. Mm, because that's so interesting, but the, the Insync never officially broke up, right? That you went on this temporary hiatus, quote unquote, yeah. 21 years ago. Well, never got back together like and were you did you think that that was it at the time i, I think it's it's kind of like college you know it's like you start college and you're like oh i'm gonna take a semester off and i'm not gonna quit college i'm just gonna take a semester off and then 10 years later you're doing something completely different and you're like oh, wait a minute college i totally was in college for a while right so you know it's it's i wouldn't i'd say you know, it's it's one of those things that it it's not that we knew it was yeah. going to happen, but I think I think there were a lot of priorities and a lot of different places that weren't the band, and that's kind of what just made us stop. Oh, really? It wasn't that Justin went solo and like that kind of did a thing. It wasn't that. No, no, it was it was we had everybody else. Everybody had different things they wanted to do. Yeah, and you know, and there, and. They went and did them, and in the end, it was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to keep doing this, or you know, because I mean, I went out, I made a record, I made, yeah. uh, I started producing, I started doing other stuff. Obviously, not as successful as Justin's or JC's record, but you know, it was just I still loved to write, I still loved music, and mm -hmm. and in the end, you know, Justin ended up having a very successful career. JC had a, gr a great record, and and was doing that, and he started doing production and. Um, Joey started doing TV shows here and there and, and Lance was going to space. So yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he was. And as the founding member of InSync, if it wasn't for you, Lance would never have almost gone to space. So I hope that you take credit for that. Well, that's a, that's a crazy thing to think about and take mm -hmm. credit for. Yeah, you please almost do. going to space. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so when you are in I'm going to say you got, you were, there was a time where NSYNC, you were the most famous people on the planet. You were the biggest band in the world. And as the band gets bigger, so does your love of accessories, Chris. You never met an accoutrement you did not put on your head and or body. You stayed dripping in sauce from head to toe. So right now I want to challenge you to a round of rapid fire regrets. So I'm going to okay. name a garment, a hairstyle, a piece of orthodontics. I'm, you already, were between... I'm already out because I lost you on a matana. <laughs> Accoutrement? Yeah, whatever. Accoutrements. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fancy way of saying, you know shit that you put on your head and face oh. so you can say right, regret well, it I... or don't regret it and if you don't regret any of it hey just say that okay <clears throat> overalls overalls uh that's a little bit of a regret but oh not not that much i mean mm. they're very freeing you know who doesn't want to have their top attached to their pants Oh, very freeing. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful statement. Um, it's like vest. a romper, right? Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like a dude Everything. romper. Yeah, it's just free and loose. Um, vest with no shirt underneath. All right, that I definitely regret. That's, a, <laughs> that's one of those, when it's cold outside, but only right in the middle yes. type of thing. Yeah, you know, so not, the arms for, are freeing. No, no, the guy that wears practical. shorts and a and a sleeveless vest out in the middle of winter. Yeah, my core is great. My limbs, <laughs> a little chilly. 
goggles. Goggles I don't regret. Goggles Ooh. were goggles were fun. Goggles were I think I mean there was a time where we were wearing snow boots, goggles, like we had the whole kit and caboodle on that we thought was like neat. And it was Europe, you know, when we started in Europe mm. and that's kind of where most of that stuff took shape and and took hold is when we were coming from Europe, you know, I think the visors and the goggles were those oh, things yes. that my friends were like, I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, but my hair, I can't put a ball <laughs> cap on. So it's like, I got to put something on my head. Please uh, b- blame Europe. Chokers. <laughs> chokers? Uh, yeah, definitely don't regret that. I love chokers. I love those, those, that silver beaded choker I probably wore way past longer than I should have. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, that was a thing. And, and, a really cool thing about that kind of a side note was those were kind of fun that, you know, they were $8, $7 a piece, you know, little cheap silver beads around your neck. And and if we'd ever get to do like make-away stuff or things like that, I could always give the kids the choker and they thought it was, you know, really special. So cheap little thrill, I guess. But really, it was it was just a $7 choker. Do you know that yeah. one time AJ McLean of the Backstreet Boys gave me his skull ring and I was like, is this it? Are we engaged to be married? But now you've just you've just crushed my dream. I realized he probably gave me a $7 skull ring. And he had a the box of store. them in the back that he was yeah. passing out. Who's getting a skull yeah. ring today? Not you. Yours well, no. was definitely different. Yeah, no, I was Yours not. Was the definitely make- different. No, I was a make a wish to him that day, and now yeah. I know it. After years of holding on to that moment, okay, goatee braids. Yeah, I don't know what the heck that was. That was uh, <laughs> that was. I was bored one day, and my goatee was getting too long, and I took the clippers and just went up the middle, and I was like. <laughs> All right, I can work with this. Let's see what Chris, happens when I bleach them. That felt like your fashion mantra every day you would wake up and say, "All right, I can work with this." Uh rat tail. I never had a rat tail. You had a rat tail. Would you like me to send you an image after this? Oh, you had sure, a rat tail. Was it on tail. the TV guide when we were doing the throwback to uh punk rock music and I was doing the rat tail for for that or was it was like it, a braid it was like a long braid that came from the back the nape of your neck chris and it, i had and many it, long braids that okay came from okay back, let's go from let's hair. move on to those braids do you regret the braids oh definitely not that was mm. that no way that's i mean to this day that's one of the things where you know i see we had those little pop dolls come out, you know, and yes everybody's got their pop doll and they all look the same with different color hair like yellow red black and yellow and then it's like then you have you know crazy hair coming out so that was kind of i mean it it was really strange when i cut it because people didn't know who i was it was like who's that or if people were like oh yeah you were in the band i can always say yeah the one with the hair oh Oh, yeah yeah, i got it signature it was your signature also your signature braces regret it don't regret it uh i mean I, i regret that i had to have them Oh, but, they were for medical purposes? Yeah, yeah they weren't for fun. Oh, I mean, that, that was one of those things that fashion. I was like, you know what would look cool? What if <laughs> I do braces? And I said, do you know what would look cool? If my teeth weren't like vampire teeth and I didn't have like fangs sticking out here and all this. Chris, I thought it was for fashion purposes. Okay, last no but way. not least, dreadlocks. The dreads? That was early on, and those weren't really even dreads. Those were like twists. Mm. And I, I had to quit because I, that's when I started putting the braids in because the dreads, no matter how much I dreaded them, it's like, 
the wax would come out and by the end of the shows the hair would be all in my face and i couldn't see so i was like is there a way to keep them in there and let's do braids ah okay and i feel like at one point during that era jennifer aniston had dreadlocks you were not alone it was a different time and so we'll just confirm for our listeners do you have dreadlocks at this current time no no, he I does don't. not. He does not, ladies and I gentlemen. <laughs> no, I still have. I have normal. Yeah. Normal hair. Yeah. Oh God, I just you're so funny. I didn't expect you to be this funny, Chris Kirkpatrick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I wanted I'm suppo- a really. I'm supposed to be rebellious. I wanted to really. I'm the rebellious one. Yeah, you're the bad guy. You're the bad All right, boy. Screw this! I'm out of here. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> We're just going to um, put that out as a promo, if that's okay with you. And, uh, and We got the bad boy on. Screw this, really, you suck. Really blow it up for us. Thank you. So you mentioned this post-InSync, but I want to go back. Because at peak InSync, you're in your 20s. There's no social media. Is it sex, drugs, and rock and roll backstage? Like, if I had successfully made my way onto your tour bus, would anyone have hooked up with me? How old were you? Let's say I was of age. Of age? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, hold on. I mean, yeah, maybe. It's it's <laughs> possible. <laughs> no, it's. It, I mean, it, it, thank God there was no social media because we did. I mean, we did a lot of crazy, crazy stuff, crazy stunts. I mean, having fun. I think when you give, you know, five kids the key to the city and say. Mm. go nuts we went nuts and and really you know kind of had too much fun sometimes but i think one of our priorities was always the band and the shows and what Mm. we were doing and and there was a lot of craziness that went on a lot of craziness backstage a lot of you know things that i i sworn to take to my grave but for the most part it was you know it was possible i mean you're kind of cute so you know who knows (laughs) (laughs) I will say you might have been able to do a lap dance or something who knows whatever great thank you so much you just made me at the time I had one eyebrow and a bowl cut so you really made well makes sense you were a Backstreet Boys fan so that's oh wow now he's throwing shade (laughs) did InSync have the hotter fans tell me uh I mean uh, they're all Backstreet Boys fans are hot too they're all okay good looking i mean yeah. you're talking about yeah. a pretty big population of human beings here yeah. that it's yeah. kind of hard to go eh, i mean there were some ugly ones but there's, <laughs> you know, there's for the most part they're you know good looking kids i mean look at me for god's sake so what do you think was coming after me they weren't like the it was like oh yeah well you know what i really feel strange and weird i identify <laughs> with chris Chris, yeah. I was ready to get my braces stuck in your braces anytime. <laughs> Lockjaw. <laughs> okay, you mentioned cancel culture. So if social media and cancel culture is a thing in 2001, which member of InSync would have been canceled first? Probably me. I, w- I would go with oh. me. Just because it's, it was, it's one of those things where, you know, I just, I say what's on my mind immediately. And, you know, a lot of times I regret it, but it's it's always off the cuff. It's always instantaneous you know action reaction type thing and and you don't you don't sit down and think about everything you're saying or who you're hurting and you know today it, i think it's a little too much you know it's it's hard to sit back and go oh okay well i can't say this because i don't want to offend this person and i can't say this you know i think 
I think we all need to have a little bit thicker skins. You've got to go out there and and experience the world and get the germs so the colds aren't as bad, you know, and, and you know, that's kind of where we're at. And I'm pretty sure that back then I just would say things and, and probably say the wrong thing that I didn't mean and spend a week backpedaling and apologizing. Mm, you would have made so many YouTube apology videos. Oh, every day. I would have had, a, I would have had to have probably people that were there just like, okay, Friday, you have to apologize for this, 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 put them out there. Oh, thank God. This was also the Justin Britney era. And uh-huh. I'm curious what that was like for you. Is she like the girlfriend that you want to hang around with? Is she around too much? Does he change because he's with her? Uh, no, I mean, not really. It wasn't, you know, it was just kind of as crazy as it sounds, it was just kind of what it was. It's kind of the way it went because she started on with us really early in our U.S. careers and really early in her U.S. career. And, you know, I remember one of the first things we did with her, it was like, you know, Justin was all giddy and excited because here was this girl that he'd just done the Mickey Mouse Club with. And, you know, they always had a chemistry on there. And then when they started dating, it was just like the next step. So I'm watching like, my little brother and his little girlfriend and kind of watching out for them because even though there wasn't social media, there was still, you know, a huge, huge magnifying glass on everything they did. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's probably too why going back a question, why I would be the one that would be canceled because I was kind of the safety net in that if something got awkward or went wrong, I would say something or do something to kind of you know, distract or, you know, take away from that. And people would be like, God, he's just really weird and really strange and not worry about what they were really focused on. Mm, You were the bad boy and the big brother. You were filling um, both (laughs) roles. This bad boy really cracks me up, too. That's funny. (laughs) Have you spoken to Britney since then? Do you follow her on Instagram? Uh, I do follow her. I do follow her. I haven't spoken to her in many years um but you know i I believe that it's you know there's there's a lot with our era in particular that is wrong and and needs fixed you know i was lucky in that i was an adult when Mm. when i started the band and when the band was going on so you know i could handle things i wasn't going through strange changes in my life or not understanding certain things whereas they were and and you look at you know the the Aaron Carters and, and, you know, Britney's mm-hmm. and there's really, there needs to be some accountability and, and people to step up and, and people that can help and, and yeah. step in and, and help them and really kind of guide them into the next chapter of their lives. You know, I could have used someone all those partying days that, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're really partying way too much and drinking and doing all these things. And, you know, they're just, that they, it's, it's just like you took, they, you give them everything and then turn them loose on their own. But then it's like, good luck. And it's Right. Tough. Coming down from that, coming out of that, there are only a handful of people who have ever had that experience. Like, right. And, and you bring that up. But in the last few years, people have started to sort of come at Justin for his peripheral role in like the downfall of Janet and Brittany. What do you make of that? The thing about, you know, culture is when you get to the top, there's nowhere for them to go. So let's start to tear them down and crazy analogy. But look at golf. Like, yeah, you see these golfers, you see these young, young golfers coming out there and, 
you know, suddenly they don't do something and everybody starts scrutinizing everything they do. And you're like, but they're 18 years old. Right. You know, what were you doing at 18? You're looking at them as this incredible golfer, as this incredible musician, as this incredible actor, performer, but not as a child. There's too many yes men, too many people around them that just want to be a part of it. So they'll say yes to anything and, and not care about the backhand that comes after it. You know, all those people and these artists' lives who were, oh, yeah, yeah, you should do that. You should do that. When it all hits the fan, they go, whoa, whoa, I don't know that person. It's rough. Mm-hmm. So I know people ask you about an in-sync reunion every single day, but I feel like we've bonded, uh, CK, so don't bullshit me on this. On a scale of absolutely to never, how likely is it that all five in-sync members come back together in some way, shape, or form? I mean... I wouldn't say absolutely, but I'd also wouldn't say never. You know, it's okay. not it's not one of those things that, you know, it's it's never there. We're all still friends. Yeah. We all still joke about things all the time. You know, who knows? I mean, it, it, it could happen. It may not happen. But in the end, you know, we were we were a band of, of five brothers and, and enjoyed everything we got to do and and the experience. And and we know that we have great fans out there that would love for us to do something and you know i think it's i think it's a matter of all five of us figuring out a time when you know what let's make the band a priority again and and that's not just justin that's not just jc that's not just lance that's not just joey it's not just me it's it's all five of us saying you know okay this this is the time this is this is when it would work i have butterflies in my stomach just hearing yeah, that it's yeah. not are you is there like an instinct no he didn't say no, and that's enough for me, everybody. Is right. there a group chat that you're all on? Are we talking about it on there? Oh yeah. Um, oh. no, we're not talking about doing things, but on you know, the group chat is just fun. The group chat is everything from funny memes or, you know, finding weird instances of, of things in the band or seeing something with Justin or seeing something with Lance or seeing something with me or whatever and you know, throwing it to the group or just kind of saying Hey guys, what are you guys doing? Who's I'm in this town right now. Is anybody here? Let's hang out type of deal. So, you know, there's not, and, and we still have merch and, and have, you know, music that gets put on things that we all have to keep in touch with and say, what do you right. think of this? Do you yes. agree with this? And, you oh know, my so there's, God. there's definitely friendly banter that still goes on, but that's okay. about as far as it gets. Butterflies at the prospect of a reunion, butterflies at the thought of an in-sync group chat. I mean, <laughs> that's the greatest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> um, so you talked about being a father, and I know you're a husband. Did you marry a fan? Please say yes. I did not. <gasps> no, she. I mean, she she liked the band. Um, her sister was definitely more of a fan than she was. If anything, I think she was more of a new kids. And it, oh. it's also, it's also kind of tough because... One thing about us and Backstreet, as you know, you are a testament to, mm-hmm. is it was one or the other. And if if your sister or your sibling was with one, you went with the other. You know, right? And her sister was a big NSYNC fan, so you know she. I don't know. If, I don't think she. I don't know if she was a Backstreet fan too, but she just maybe new kids. <laughs> wow. I mean, clearly now she's a fan. You got her on your side now. Now. No, she still hates me. Oh, okay, she's still, perfect. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she's yeah. like, please don't ever make sure tell the guys you guys don't ever want to do anything yet. You guys sucked, and 
No, it was horrible. It was horrible. This, the residuals you get from it are miserable. It's, I don't want money or anything. No, I'm sure. Yeah, she sounds really supportive, really great. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to know the man that you are now, Chris, the husband, the father, in a way that really seems fitting. Um, this is by asking you actual questions from a Twist magazine quiz from the year 2000, okay? Okay. These are actual questions they asked pop stars at the time. I want you to answer for yourself now. This is the Twist test with Chris Kirkpatrick. How I describe my style. Um, dad bod, dad life. <laughs> I absolutely refuse to eat. Uh, asparagus. In my fridge, you'll always find. Uh, Gatorade. My favorite feature on a girl is. Well, that's tricky because I'm married, so I would say anything my wife has. <laughs> Correct answer. One thing that really bugs me is. Annoying people in general. Fair. If I were granted one wish, it would be? That my son grows up to be a great human being. Oh, Chris. I wish the same thing. I have identical twin five-year-old boys. They're fucking insane. When's their birthday? End of August, 23rd, 2017. Yours? Okay, he is October 2017. Two months apart. I don't know how you do two. I have a, a, we have one, and we just got a puppy dog, and me and my wife oh, are both God. like, how do we do this? Like, how no. this is... This is the most we could ever imagine. And then our friend shows up with like five kids and we're like, nope. No, uh, Chris, I'm an absolute mess. They're actually locked in the car as I do this interview. <laughs> That's as long as you crack a window, it's totally yeah, fine. They're now. fine. I also have, wait for it, a one-year-old daughter. Her due date was June 2nd, but when I was pregnant with her, I kept saying to my husband, it's our third child. You know, it's gonna be May. I said that shit 20 times during this pregnancy. Finally, I'm like eight and a half months pregnant. He turns to me and he says, why do you keep saying it like that? He didn't know the song, Chris. <laughs> he didn't know the reference. And the I felt meme. like if I hadn't been pregnant, the meme with his third child, like it would have been grounds for divorce. So can I ask you this? When you're going to lay that track down in 99 and, you know, instead of singing, it's going to be me, Justin belts out, it's going to be May. It's going to be May. What's the reaction in the room? That was a Max Martin kind of decision where he mm. said, you know what, it's going to be me sounds too nasally and e ick. So if you could make it more of a me, me, me type of thing, not knowing that that would become the meme of April. And every time the end of April rolls around my inbox and my Facebook and whatever else. The Instagram group chat is all, blowing up. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you refer to yourself, do you say me or May? Um, I refer to myself in third person, so I don't say Every either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Um, I want to play one last game, and I'll hope you'll play it with May. Um, I have loved you since I was a tween, so we're going to play a game I played as a tween. Never have I ever. Now, okay. Chris, I need you to know. Um, on the show, I have a boy band inspired theme song and boy band style interludes that set up each segment. Would you do me the honor of singing Never Have I Ever boy band style? Mm, yeah, that would be like a Never Have I Ever. <laughs> okay, here's how it works. Now that I have an intro from an actual professional, I'm going to ask you a question. You simply say, I've never or I have. Uh, never this have gonna I be ever. Trouble. This is going to be mm. trouble. Okay, yeah, you can't lie to me. 
You can't lie. Oh, you I'm already going told to. me. No, this, there, there are going to be a few lies here. I'm, I'm happily married and I have a son to look out for. So there will be some lies. Okay, great. Good to know. Good to know, everybody. So we're going to play a game and he may or may not lie his way through it. Never have I ever. Never have I ever hooked up with a fan. I knew that was going to be the first question you <laughs> was asked. Was that predictable? The minute you said that, you're like, I was like, oh, let me no. guess. She's going to ask if I hooked up with a fan. I mean, when you're 27 years old. I never lie. So I have. Woo! Never have I ever seen someone in the crowd and gotten them backstage. Um, oh, yeah, I have definitely done that. Never have I ever drawn on my goatee with mascara. Never. Tried to date a celebrity. Not really. I mean, not kind of never. I don't think celebrities didn't want me. I was too weird. <laughs> Felt jealous of the girls my bandmate was pulling. Mm, no, never. Practice my pelvic thrusts in the mirror. Never. Never, uh, never. No. I've practiced my pelvic thrusts in the mirror. Okay. Yeah, no, that's one I've definitely not done. Never have I ever lip synced. Uh, yeah, of course. I have. Of okay. course. You have, I mean, top of the pops, you have to lip sync. Oh, fair. There, there are times where we had no choice. Okay. Use my celebrity to get reservations, upgrades, or free shit. Um, yeah, of course I have. Mm. Yeah. Given out a fake number. Uh, if I did, maybe it was one time and then you learn your lesson quick that, you know, they're, oh, let me call it right now. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Lastly, lied to me in this game. Yes. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. And that's how you play Never Have I Ever with Chris Kirkpatrick. Never have I ever. Chris, <laughs> never have I ever felt so satisfied by a guest on this show. You did it for me then. You do it for me now. Thank you for being my phone a friend. Of course. Thanks for having me. And you have dates coming up on the Pop 2000 tour. Everybody should follow you at IMC Kirkpatrick for details. Yes. Yep. And if I come to the tour, will you help fulfill my childhood fantasy and let me backstage? Um, well, I'll have to change my never have I ever answers if you do. Yeah, you would. But we could yeah. go back and do a revision. I have an yeah. editor. That's okay with me. Yeah, it'll be weird, really awkward on the tour bus then. Is there someone when I can I'm, hook up with? When I'm my like, husband will oh, absolutely listen. give me a hall pass for a member of O-Town. Just, just say the word. Which member? Which member? Is Ashley Parker Angel on tour with you? No. Okay, I'll take any of the others. And then, Are any of them usually, available? That's usually where I'm looped into when they talk about the band. Is Justin Timberlake there? No. <laughs> then any of the others. <laughs> that's our new band coming out. There's four of us. It's called Any of the Others. Any of the Others. Chris, if I were offered Justin Timberlake as a guest on Phone a Friend, I would take mm -hmm. Chris Kirkpatrick every fucking time. Mark my words. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he is the cute one. <laughs> I'm just way funnier. Way funnier. <laughs> I had to oh live my with God. My pers I was the guy with the personality. Oh, well, you know, he's got a great personality, honey. Please. And I was the girl with the personality. And this is why I feel like we get along. That's how I was introduced to my wife's mom. Oh, no, he's got a great personality. She's like, thank God. <laughs> oh, I don't want to have to say goodbye, but um, I do. And normally I would just say bye, but I think legally oh, you're yeah, required yeah. to say. Bye, bye, bye. Mm. Yeah. Do you still remember the choreo? Because I do. Of course I do. I did it this weekend. 
<laughs> Ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, it's For a lot stranger listening. in a studio. Yeah, doing it like that, especially on the phone. Yeah, dancing on an audio medium is a really powerful yeah. thing, Chris. I'm sure yeah. my audience really enjoyed that. You crushed it. Thank from you. What it I was, heard it was flawless. Yeah. Okay. Bye, 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 Chris. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh my God. I'm like, I feel like I just need to scream. He's my choice over Justin Timberlake every single time because he doesn't care. He just told me things no one else would tell me. Oh, that was good. That really satisfied a need that I have had in my loins since I was 16 years old. And I'm so glad you were there uh, with me on that journey. After the break, I am diving into my voicemail inbox and answering a listener's question about Blippy in his underpants. Ooh, that's next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. We are back, and I want you to know that after talking to Chris Kirkpatrick for almost an hour, okay, we covered the history of the band, the music, the behind the scenes, Justin and Brittany, fatherhood. But all I can think about is that I might have been able to hook up with one of them backstage. That's really all I needed to know to go on in this life. It wasn't even like a hard yes. It was like a, but still. For that little girl standing in the crowd wanting desperately for one of the members of the band to notice her and fall deeply in love with her, that's all I needed to hear. And by the way, that's why I love this podcast, because there are no rules. It's my show. It's your show, girl. You know, on previous shows, I had to like run things by publicists and producers. Not on this show. I can ask guests anything I want to. I can ask a member of InSync if he would have hooked up with me in 1999, and I can ask a hot wiggle about his underwear pics, and that brings us to today's message. 
from you. Let's check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Jesse. This is Aaron from Toronto. I was just wondering if you ever ended up Googling Blippy. What did you find out? Oh my God. Yes, Aaron. Thank you for your message. Aaron, clearly a loyal phone a friend listener. She's referring to something that came up in my conversation with the hot wiggle. If a picture of Blippi of in his underwear surfaced, Americans yeah. could, would go crazy and he would be canceled. But Australians are like, yeah. "Go on, mate, get in your skivvies." You know. I thought I did. I thought I did read something about Blippi gum, something resurfacing. <gasps> well, now I know I'm, what I'm sure googling after this. Aaron, I said I would Google Blippi to find out about this scandal, and because you turned to me for investigative journalism, you expect answers. So I dove in for you. And unfortunately for all of us, the scandal did not revolve around pictures of Blippi in his underpants. It revolves around a video of Blippi not in any underpants. So if you are blessed enough to not know Blippi, first of all, I'd like your life. I'm also happy to fill you in. Blippi is one of the biggest children's entertainers on earth, okay? He's a grown man in orange glasses, suspenders, and like a beret. He has billions of YouTube viewers. He is beloved by young children and parents worldwide. He recently sold his company to Disney for $3 billion. But shit hit the fan literally a few years ago when a 2013 video surfaced of Blippi, or this is uh, his name is Stephen John. He's the man who plays Blippi taking. I'm going to read this from a news article, quote, taking an explosive diarrhea shit on his nude friend's ass. That's from a news article. He took an explosive diarrhea shit on his nude friend's ass. I'm Googling this, hoping for underpants pictures. Nope. So I guess before he decided to start a children's channel, he had another YouTube channel where he called himself Steezy Grossman, and it was like a shock, gross out, like a Jake Paul-style comedy channel. And there's nothing more hilarious than diarrhea-ing on a friend. I'm really sorry I had to break this news to you. Aaron from Toronto, I blame you. I'm just here to answer your questions. I'm here to look into the hard-hitting headlines for you. And that is what I discovered. Just feel good that you didn't have to watch it. I did for you. I watched the video and I will never recover. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I had to put the pizza I was eating for breakfast aside because I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I, my kids will never watch Blippi again because I can only ever see the shit vid. Um, I also blame the hot wiggle for sending us down this path. And you should know that just to clear my mind of the horrifying content I had to consume, I then Googled hot wiggle shirtless just to clear, you know, just to clear things up. That made it a lot better. Thank you for your message, Erin. My voicemail box is always open for you. Ask me for advice. Ask me deeply personal questions. Ask me to look into something that you're too lazy to Google. I am here for you. And my number is in the description of this episode. Oh my God, phone a friends. That's our show. And what a journey it has been. Thank you again to Chris Kirkpatrick for making all of our preteen dreams come true. Now I'm going to go get my tickets to the Pop 2000 tour so I can hook up with an obscure member of O-Town. <laughs> and there's only one way to end this episode. And that's by saying, bye, bye, bye. I, yes, I am doing the choreo. Bye.
Phone a Friend was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Bedouin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Rio Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.